0: Good to see you. What a beautiful day. Let's stand up. We're talking about acts of generosity today. We're going to find out how generous Jesus was, and then we're going to talk about how generous we can be. But let's lift our voices and praise the Lord this morning. Come let us worship our King. Sing with me right here. Come let us worship our King. Come let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what our Savior has done. See how his love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. Sing it out now. Oh, He will love heaven. You conquer. you will do great things God you do great Unshakable, hallelujah! You have done great things. Sing that all one more time now. Chain, oh God. I'm glad for the great things that he does. He is so generous to us. Blessings beyond compare. He turns graves into gardens. As In Casey leads us sing out from the heart this morning.
1: Good morning and. Welcome to Harmony. I don't know about you, but I am thankful that He is the one that can take any situation and turn it into exactly what it needs to be for our good and for His uh, glory. And uh, today, I just want to say thank you for gathering with us. If you're online, we welcome you uh, today into our service, and we're looking forward to having an incredible time together uh, today. Talking about what God can do and how He turns uh, our efforts or our struggles into things that glorify Him, I just I just want to give you a quick update of something that uh, happened uh, several weeks ago back during uh, the the Christmas season. We got an update today, and it just says... Dear Harmony of Avon, the Project Family would like to, the Project Angel Family would like to thank you for your generosity during this season. Your hard work and kindness does not go unnoticed. Your support helped. Are you ready for this? 123 families and 335 children uh, be able to have a difference made in their life, and uh, that's absolutely in- incredible. And you uh, think about that and, and what you did during uh, the holiday season uh, just a couple of months ago. Uh, we're getting updates from them and, and what's taking place in and, and the lives and families, uh, and the lives of families that we were able to help. We got an email uh, on Friday uh, talking about something that's very exciting, uh, just uh, it's it's hard to believe that it's coming up on three years, uh, but we went to Guatemala uh, and uh, we started a village transformation and this past week we got pictures and updates, even though we haven't been able to go, we've been sending funding, uh, some other specific groups that, that could go and do some medical things, went, uh, but the well is in our village in Los Canaan. Clean water is flowing, so they've had a church, a school, and clean water. Our village transformation is complete. And uh, that, it goes to your generosity and the generosity of God's people all around the globe. And we're going to give you a more of an update uh, on that on next Sunday. Well, today we're going to uh, continue our series, Acts, that will change your life. And today it is Acts of Generosity. We're going to be in Acts chapter 4. And I'm excited to be able to talk with you uh, about that just uh, a little bit more in just a few minutes. But before we do that, uh, we're going to sing a couple more songs. Uh, we're going to uh, have a time of prayer. And just ask God uh, to be with us But before we do either one of those things I want to thank our guests for being here today You are very important in a life of harmony And uh, we just want to say thank you uh, for gathering with us And if if today is your first time or you're a returning guest uh, And maybe this is your second or third time Stop by the Connection Center before you go home today We would love to connect with you uh, today And just learn more about how we can serve you During this season of your life, let's go to the Lord in prayer father We come to you today and we thank you for who you are Lord. There's all kinds of things that are taking place all kinds of things that Are going on Lord yesterday. We celebrated the life of Leon Manette one of our longtime leaders He served with us uh, faithfully as a a deacon a life group leader a hospital Visitation coordinator and, and making sure that that people were taken care of when when they we're struggling God we thank you for his life but Lord as good as his life was his life is far better now and, and Lord it's hard for us to understand that in the midst of our pain in the midst of our grief uh, but Lord we know that he is with you and and uh, he's more alive now than than what he's ever been and Lord we get to to see him one day because of you and uh, we thank you uh, for that and Lord as we gather here today I think about the, the different prayer requests that have been offered up to me uh, and, and to the church throughout the week, Lord, the, the people that are struggling, they're, they're facing surgeries or they're dealing with sickness. God, we bring all of those requests before you and we ask you to work in a very real and special way in, in the life of those requests. But Lord, today we come to you and we ask you to be with us, we ask you to help us hear from you and we we ask you god to meet the need that's in each and every heart in life today for it's in
0: christ's name we ask it amen amen stand with us again as we continue to talk about generosity i want you to listen to the words of this song as we sing about the good good father that we have and the promises he makes to us as Anne leads us this morning Sing it. morning, Father, I'm thankful for you, how you love us, how you show us your generosity, your love, your mercy. Father, I pray that as we gather here this morning to hear the preaching, that you would help us open up our lives and offer everything that we are, everything that we have to you. You're a great example of generosity. Father, help that just go through our lives as well. We thank you for how you love us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, you know, when you think about generosity, we probably
1: all have somebody in our mind that we think of as a a stingy person, right? Anybody know somebody that's just stingy? Some of you are afraid to respond to that right now, because maybe you you think that someone close to you, someone that you know, uh, might might be a little stingy. I I remember growing up, we had a, a, a neighbor, and this was when I was real little, like three years old, uh, maybe four years old, we we, we had a a, a neighbor that that seemed like if if you had anything that you needed to talk to them about, you did not want to have to talk to them about it all. Be out in in the yard, I mean, I'm talking about a little kid, right? Okay, so you're four years old and you're out in, in the yard playing and you hate to see them come out because they were just mean, grouchy, stingy. I remember when I went to Little League Baseball uh, before we moved from, from that house and you're doing a fundraiser. Some of you parents remember those days, right? Some of you are living those days. They were the house that you weren't going to go to because it didn't matter what you had, what, what you were talking about. The answer was no, and they were going to be no help whatsoever. So, so here's what I discovered as a, a four, five, six, seven-year-old living there you know what we don't like people that come across that are mean and stingy and and you you know what i've discovered through through the rest of of my life not only are they challenging to like but but here's something that i'm just gonna let you in on people that approach life like that guess what they're not happy you say how do you know that well well jesus points it out in the scripture But do you know that scientists even document that? They they say people that that are are classified as non-generous people are, are not happy people. Their relationships suffer as a result. Their health suffers as a result. They just struggle in life on a greater perspective and aspect than what people that are classified as generous do. When we look at our life, we can think of someone that is, is that person that you say, man, I really don't even want to interact with them because they, they come across as that mean, stingy person that, that they have what they have, they don't need anything that you have to offer, they don't want you around, and they're certainly not going to let you in on what they have. But let me ask you this. When you think of a, a person that is, is generous, who do you think of? I, I think at the same time, we all know someone that has a generosity factor in our life. But we can think of both sides of the, the scale. Let me ask you this. How does the, the stingy person that's grouchy and, and mean and you really don't want to be around, how do they make you feel when you're around them? Okay, you've connected with that feeling. Let, let's, let's go over here. The generous person that, that you, you interact with, that encourages you, It kind of makes life a little bit better for you, the person that puts a a smile on on your face. How do they make you feel? Now, let me ask you this. Which one do you want to go on vacation with? (laughs) Think about that for just a moment. Which one do we want to be around? Which one of of, of them do, do we really want to emulate? Which one do we want to pattern our life after when we begin to think about generosity we begin to think about habits of the heart actions that that we take and we look at a group of people that are just like you and me people that had struggles. In in many aspects, there were people that that didn't really have many resources. But here's what the Bible teaches us in Acts chapter 4, that as the church is getting started and the church is is really in its infancy stage and and incredible things are taking place, miracles are happening and and people are are being healed, yet there's still physical needs. There's still material needs. There's still people searching for answers. And in the midst of all of that, here's what we see, we see happening in, in these, these individual lives and the life of this group that we, we look at, we see people coming together in the spirit of generosity. And it's a generosity that not only changed their life, but it began to change the lives of those around them. Now, when we look at, at generosity, a, a lot of us w- would think, okay, we're, we're talking about generosity, so we're just talking about financial generosity, and I want you to understand that, that that's not just what we're talking about. We're, we're going to talk about a, a whole aspect of generosity and, and what it really is. If I were to ask you how you would define generosity, some of you would just say, man, somebody that gives when, when they don't have to, and we think of money, right? But but here's how we define generosity. It's defined as a, a liberality in giving or a willingness to give, and it's not just limited to finances. We're going to discover that in Acts chapter 4. We, we, we look at, at another d- uh, definition of it and, it, and it's this. Generosity is the virtue. Something that's positive, something that is uh, uh, marked in a life of being liberal in giving. In gifts and in other areas. Let me ask you something. Would, would somebody describe your life as liberal in willing to give of your time, of your resources, how about your testimony? Who you are in Christ and what you have in Christ? You see, when we read through Acts chapter 4, as we talk about it in, in just a moment, we're going to discover that, that they were liberal, they were generous in a way that we, need to emulate. Let's take a look at Acts chapter four. Acts chapter four starts off and Peter and John are arrested. It doesn't look like it's off to a good start. Then then we, we go ahead and read down a little further and they're told, Wow, don't don't mention the name of Jesus right? We, we talked about that last Sunday. Don't mention the name of Jesus. And, and all of a sudden, they said, wow, we have to mention the name of Jesus. We can't but help talk about the things that he's done that we've seen take place because he's absolutely incredible. We can't hold back on, on that. And they, they tell him that in verse number 20. Then they pray for, for boldness that, that they might be able to, to stand in difficult times. And then in verse number 32, it says this, Now, the multitude of those who believed, get get this, I've read this passage hundreds of times in in my life, and and here's something that that just stood out to me as I was reading again just yesterday. It says, the multitude of those who who believed. We we don't hear about the, the individual, we hear about the multitude. That The multitude was a few thousand on the first day, 3,000, then it moved to, to 5,000 that came to Christ, and we don't have an exact number. We just know that there's a multitude of, of, of people, a multitude of, of relationships. They were of one heart and one soul. Get this, thousands of people, one heart, one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all, nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them, and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had need. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a levite of the country of cyprus having land sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles feet do you notice that that in that passage of scripture we see a multitude we see the apostles yet we see one name and his name is barnabas and barnabas is, is classified as an encourager right Barnabas is kind of the, the culmination of what everyone in this passage is doing. There's great encouragement that is taking place. There's great strength being poured into somebody else. You see when when, when we begin to look at our life as as an opportunity to make a difference in somebody else's life, do, do you know what we're doing? We're not losing. We're not giving up, we're strengthening someone else. And when we use our life, when we use our resources, our time, our talents, our abilities, when we use what we have to strengthen someone else, we are not made weaker. Everyone is made stronger in the process. And sometimes when when we talk about generosity in a church setting, people automatically get nervous because they think, man... You, you, you know what? The pastor's talking about giving today. And everybody just kind of tenses up. Do you know what I read this week? Was d- doing a, a, a research paper. And, and here's what the Malfris group said. They said, we've actually discovered in more than 80% of our consultations as we go in to churches And talk about the hard thing that's challenging to talk about—that of generosity, that of giving. They they said in more than eighty percent of the churches, here's what we've discovered: that the people that are there want to know more about generosity and giving and what the Bible says. So this morning, I'm just taking them at their word. Okay. We 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 look, and some of you are. are, are, Let's just be. We laid this series out weeks, months ago. We laid it out before gas was at four dollars a gallon. We, we, we laid it out before there was a war in the Ukraine, and people are looking around wondering what's going to happen to me? Can, can we roll back the clock 2,000 years and look at this group of people and, and discover where they are? Most of them are servants who have nothing. I want you to get that. It doesn't say that they all sold their land, and possessions, because the vast majority of them didn't have land or possessions to sell. They're common, ordinary people in their day who are struggling through life, but something happens in their life, and here's what they begin to do. They begin to pull together, and they begin to strengthen one another. They begin to honor who God is and what God has done in their life, and they they begin to literally pour out liberal blessings upon each other. And people step back and they look and they say, this is absolutely amazing. What's taking place here is something that we want to be a part of. Let's just walk through what this passage of Scripture teaches us and what generosity really is all about. I want us to to get something that's that's really important and, and, and it's 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 really an incredible truth when, when we look at it. That there's a statement that just says says this the most significant gifts of generosity are often given by the most insignificant givers. The most significant gifts of generosity are often given by the most insignificant givers. What does that mean? It means that that people were generous with with what they had, yet many other people would say it it wasn't much. Where where does this take place? It it takes place in in Acts chapter 4. It took place in, in, in the book of Luke, in Luke 21, where the widow's mite was given. A widow's mite that the smallest... Of the economy of that day. Here's what Jesus said. She just did what she could. Jesus is is sitting back and he's looking at a a widow and he's watching other people who who are known in the temple. And he's watching other people who have great resources. But it catches his eye that the most insignificant person that's in the room does something that's more significant than anyone else else. So I want us today to understand when we start talking about generosity, sometimes people will check out and they'll say, look, I I, I don't fit here because I can't do much. I I don't fit here because I don't have much time to volunteer. I don't have many resources to give. I'm really not that talented. What could I do for God? When we begin to look at what happens, here's what we discover. The most significant things are done by those that often seem like It comes from an insignificant setting. Get this. Generosity tells us this in in Acts chapter 4. That generosity is not about an amount, but generosity starts with the heart. Generosity starts with the heart. Where does the scripture say that? Well, in Acts chapter 4, here's what we walk through. It says, now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own. You see, they they understood something that's really a a matter of the heart, a matter of our perspective in life, And, and it's this, that nothing in this life that takes place is my own. That that's a, a heart perspective. You see, my, my house is really not my own. My my car, it's it's not my own. My my time, it's it's not my own. My paycheck, it it's it's not my my own. All all of those things they they, they don't they don't belong to, to me. God has allowed all of those things to be brought into my life so that I have an opportunity to use them for his honor and for his glory. And isn't it amazing to stop and think what can happen when people are, are of one heart? In this passage of scripture, we just read that people came together, and even though they didn't have much individually, they, they came together and they were generous with what they did have, and they blessed everyone in the setting, and around their area. Stop and think about this for, for just a, a moment. I just read a, a moment ago that 126 families and over 300 children were impacted in, in one season of life because of people just like you and me, people in Guatemala that we've not yet met. Some of us had an opportunity to to, to meet them, and and here's the good news. If you're a Christian, you're going to have an opportunity to meet them in heaven and, and they're going to be able to say, you know what, I came to Christ because of what you did. I got clean water, and because of what you did, my baby that was dying is, is, is now alive and well. Think about what a simple act of generosity can do a simple act of service as we begin to, to walk down through it starts with the heart well, why is that so important because jesus himself said this out of the the heart proceed what the issues of life we, we look at at matthew chapter 12 and verse number 36 or verse number 35 it says a good man out of the treasure of his heart brings forth good things an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things What, what what's that tell us that, that no matter what we have and no matter where we're at, if we're on the generous side or, or we're over here on the other side, do, do you know what the difference is? The difference isn't somebody has 30 hours in their day instead of 24, the difference is the heart. The difference is, it isn't somebody has been blessed with a, a better job, the difference is the heart. The difference isn't that somebody is, is smarter, the difference is the heart. You see, Jesus goes ahead and tells us, look, here's what's gonna happen. When you have a, a heart that's filled with good treasure, good things are going to flow from that. What does that word treasure mean? It's not talking about material possessions, it's talking about what you treasure that is righteous, what you treasure that is God-centered, what you treasure that, that is focused on him. It's talking about what's what's building up in your heart. So so here's something that's absolutely amazing. Do do you know what happened to this this group of people that were in Acts chapter 4? They were experiencing the the goodness of God. They were experiencing the grace of God, the love and the mercy. And they're experiencing it all for the first time. And it's literally overwhelming them. Do you know there's fewer people in, in, in life or Or let's phrase it this way. It's hard to find somebody in life that's happier or more joyful than a, a recently converted Christian. Because for the first time, they're, they're experiencing the love, the grace, the mercy of Jesus, and, and they're saying, man, I'm valued, I'm loved, I, I'm somebody. I may not be somebody here on the earthly realm, but I'm somebody because I'm seated with Christ in the heavenlies. And even though they don't understand all the theological implications, they're saying, wow, my life has been changed. But but here's what happens. Over a period of time, it, it kind of wears off. Over a period of time, it, it's, it's, well, I, I mean... I kind of deserve this grace and mercy and love because after all, I volunteer. I kind of deserve the grace and mercy and, and love and, and, and I've earned it be, because we've checked off a, a box Yet, yet when we begin to look at the generosity factor and in, in the lives of these people, they're learning about who Jesus is. They're experiencing these things for the first time, and they're saying, look, here's what we want. We want to recognize that all that we have belongs to the Lord, and it all is his. You see, our relationship with Christ should produce a heart that's filled with what? Good treasure. And when our relationship with Christ is healthy, that's exactly what begins to take place. Our heart begins to be filled with good treasure. And when our heart is filled with good treasure, here, here's what we, we do. We want to we give that to others in, in whatever form that might be in. Think about this for, for just a, a moment. A multitude, a multitude, thousands of people their heart were the same. Their goals, they were the same. All of a sudden, they're they're being changed. Why? Because of the grace and the mercy and the love of Jesus that's welling up in their heart. I think sometimes in life, the struggles of life, the victories of life, The things that we've done, the things that we've accomplished, maybe even the bitterness of life, the things that we've lost, creeps into our heart. And it it edges God out. And because it edges God out, it edges generosity out. It edges grace out. It keeps those things from happening that God wants to happen. And as we look at Acts chapter 4 and a multitude of people that come together and they begin to give their possessions so that somebody else can be strengthened by it, what we discover is is this, it it, it starts with the heart. Jesus said, look, struggles of life, where's where's your heart at? Where's where's your, your heart at? We're always quick to look at, at someone else. We're always look to, quick to look at, at something else. But, but where's, where's the heart? Where, where, where's, where's my heart at on this aspect of, of generosity? On this aspect of being blessed with time, being blessed with resources, talents. Where's, where's my heart at in those aspects of life? Because in Acts 4, it started... With the heart, and today it continues with the heart. But, but you know, the, the, the Bible says in Luke chapter 21 and the first four verses, it gives a, a description of the widow and, and her might. And I just want to go back and, and, and look at that. If you've got your, your Bible, you can go ahead and turn over there. Luke chapter 21. Here's what unfolds. It says, and he looked up and he saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. And he also saw a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God. But she... Out of her poverty. You ought to underline that. Out of her poverty, put in all the livelihood that she had. Do you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, The widow's might wasn't about what she had, it was about what had her heart. And generosity and your life and my life isn't about what we have. It's about what has our heart. And he said, all of those that, that walked through, they, they gave out of their abundance. But they didn't give much. That's what Jesus said. It's not what I said. It's right right there, Luke chapter 1. And he said, but the one that walked by and said, I don't have much, but, but what I do have, it's, it's yours. That was the one who was giving with a willing heart, with a liberal heart, with a virtuous heart. How about this? Generosity considers others. Just considers others. I've got to to walk down through this quickly. It it says, neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. It says in with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there any one among them who lacked. Get this. Nor, nor there was any one among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each one as anyone. Had need. Do you know what that anyone means? Do you know what it means in the Greek? Anyone. That's what it means. Anyone. Everyone. Not, not the people that came from the, the right side of the tracks. Not not the people that that had life together and didn't have struggles. Not the people that, that were living exactly li- li- like they, they needed to live. It, it was anyone. Do you know what generosity does? Generosity considers others. It considers those that that are different. It considers those that, that have never even been met. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9, those entire chapters are about people like you and me giving to people of their time, their resources. Their money, giving to, to them with people that they have never met, and, and in that day, they never would meet. Now, in Acts chapter 4, we don't know the depths of their relationships, but, but here's what we do know we see people looking beyond themselves to a multitude. People looking beyond themselves to a multitude. What would happen if we begin to look beyond ourselves and see a multitude? Think about that for for just a moment. Generosity considers others. So when my schedule is packed and I say, man, I've I've just got to back off, right? I I can't take on any more. Can I tell you something? I'm all about margin, but I can't stand excuse. Everybody needs margin in their life. Everybody. We all need balance, but, but when we say, oh, no, nope, I can't do that. There's only 24 hours in the day, and I'm already given 23 hours in my day to be about somebody else, I, 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 or, or, or one hour, or whatever it might be. I, I, I've, I've got to go ahead and, and, and keep the, the focus right here. I, I'm going to tell you something. Here, here's, here's a, a reality. We, we, need, we need balance in our life, and we need margin in our life. But we also need to make certain that those are not excuses in our life to keep us from being what God has called us to be. And that's something for us to think about. Because here's here's the reality. Did you realize that people give more of their time and talent and their treasure to every other organization on the face of the earth? They give more of that everywhere else than they do to the local church. We, we, we look at that. Statistically, it, it it plays out. I mean, while we're just talking about things, people, people say, I I can't, I can't, I can't volunteer at the church. I don't have time. Let me ask you something. It's it's good to be involved in other places, it's good to do other things, but but here's the, the, the reality. What else are you connected to that's that's gonna make a difference in somebody else's life eternally? Think about that. A lot of good, a lot of great organizations out there. Lots of people in places that are making a difference. But but let me ask you: What are you giving your time? Uh, who are you serving? What are you serving? That's that's going to make an eternal difference. How how are you using your life to to get? Connected. This afternoon, we have a, a Grief Share meeting that, that runs from 2 to 4. And one of the goals with, with Grief Share is to, to build a team that can minister to people and, and serve people in need. What, what greater thing could we go ahead and, and give our time to than to come alongside somebody and say, look, I've been where you are, and I'm here when you need me. What, what about a, a, a child that, that doesn't have both parents at home and, and is struggling and, and, and making life choices and, and, and trying to, to get things to, to balance out, but, but to serve in, in an area where you can interact with, with that child in a WANA program or kids men or, or student ministry and, and just to be able to say, look, here, here's a, a reality. I, I, I want to be here and, and, and make a difference in your life when you need me. What about just, just sending somebody a note and saying, hey, I noticed that you, you haven't been there for a, a couple of weeks, and, and I want you to know that that you're missed. Something simple like that might make an eternal difference. And, and I promise you this, I promise you, those are the things going on in the hearts and lives of people in Acts chapter 4. They were generous with their resources. They were generous with with their time they were generous life was not all about them you see generosity considers others you see the multitude had a common heart they had a common savior and they had a common testimony do you notice as you read down through there they were all testifying of the grace of god you see generous people share what they've been blessed with just just that simple when, when we begin to, to go ahead and, and, and look, it, we, we discover that generosity, as I've been saying, and I, I just want to uh, kind of reiterate, generosity is about more than money. We look down through there, and, and here's what we discover. They were generous with possessions, those that had it. That's material. They were generous with, with daily needs. They were generous with their life. Why were they generous with their life? Because they understood it wasn't theirs They wanted to use it wisely. It's about more than money. Today, if if you leave and say, man, John talked uh, about money, I want you to understand we're not talking about money. We're talking about the heart. We're talking about considering others. We're talking about having things in, in common. We're talking about using our life for something that outlives us, that outlasts us. We're talking about something that is far greater than a treasure. Isn't it amazing in in this life and in our Western world, we we worry about things that we think we can control, yet we can't. We worry about the dollar because it's ours. Isn't it amazing sometimes we can go ahead and be so focused on something that we can't control the value of? Think about that. I mean, it, 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 it gets top-shelf priority. We, we look at it, we, we focus on it, and, and we should be good stewards with it, yet, yet it often drives us, it, it, it consumes us, and it's all under somebody else's control. has an incredible impact. When we begin to, to look As we walk through Acts chapter 4, it's not about money. It's really not even about houses and lands and and possessions. It's not about food. It's it's really about people that have a heart for God. And because they have a heart for God, they say, look, I've got a heart for others. And this life isn't about me. And I'm moved by the need that is in somebody else's life. So even though I don't know them well, there's somebody in the multitude that I'm around. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use my life to make a difference in their life, and do you know what happens? Generosity is contagious. The Bible says this: that all these people are doing it, and there's a guy that that comes along, and Barnabas gets in on it. He he takes, he sells what he has, and Barnabas is a, a little more than than others, and he he comes and he brings it and he lays it at the apostles' feet, and they begin to distribute. Again, as anyone has need. Do you know what happens with generosity? It's contagious. It is contagious. A few minutes ago when I announced that we had helped 126 families and 335 children, do you know what people just began to do? They they just began to clap. Everybody began to clap. Why? Because it's what we do. It's contagious. When I said, wow, we, we, we've had our village transformation in Guatemala and, and we have running water, people begin to clap. Why? Because down deep, we understand that, that generosity is contagious. It spreads to others and, and we really want that. But how do we get it? How, how do we get that generosity? that Barnabas had that the early church had we get it by having the right kind of treasure in our heart because that's where it starts you see the the right treasure that they had was Jesus was Jesus the key to a generous heart and a generous life first and foremost is is this for the Christian is, is we need to make sure that, that we have Jesus. Do you, do you know what's amazing is God gives us all that that, that we have, and it doesn't matter who we are. That, that, that's true. We have a phrase, oh, I'm a self-made man. No, you're not. not none, of, none of us are. It's God that gives us the knowledge. It's God that created us. It's God that allowed us to be born in the situation that that we're in, and it's different all across the globe. But but here's a a, a reality. When we look at our life, it comes back to to God, and it comes back to the state of our heart. And what am I doing with what he has given to me? So when we look at Acts chapter 4, it started with the heart. They had a common heart common purpose a common savior so you and i need to make certain that we have that heart aspect that that we have that aspect of jesus in our life that we have the right treasure in our life from there we we need to say okay lord help me to look beyond my own life help me to look beyond my own life Help me to consider others. But as I consider others, help me. Help me not just to consider them, but help me to see you in them. Help me to look at the need that only you can meet in their life. So that it may not just stay with me, but so that it might spread to others. Because generosity is a factor that will start in your life your heart, but I promise you when generosity begins in your heart, it won't just stay in your heart. It will become contagious and it will spread to others just as it did in Acts chapter 4. And I don't know about you, but I would much rather be an Acts chapter 4 church than anything else. Life might be tough, but we'll be bold. Life might be a struggle, but, but we'll do what God calls us to do. There might be a need, and we might say, wow, we're, we're not big enough to meet it on our own, but together we can. You see, that's what happened in, in their life, and that's what can happen in our life. Generosity, it's a matter of the heart. Would you pray with me? With heads bowed and eyes closed, just want to ask you today are you certain that you know Christ Christ is the most generous giver of all he gave his life so that you might have life eternal he gave his life so that you might have a savior the forgiveness of sins the mercy that only he can give Today, if you're not 100% certain that you've trusted him, that you've invited him to forgive you of your sins, to to be your savior, today I would encourage you, right where you are, to say, God, the best I know how, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. I'm asking you to be my savior. He'll do that. If you'll do what he asks, he'll, he'll do what he said. And all he asks you to do is to trust in him. So today, I want to encourage you to do that. Maybe you're here and you say, John, I already know Christ is my Savior. I've already made that decision. But today, I I honestly need some help with with generosity in my heart. I need some help with with giving back to God, not just monetarily, but but with my time, using it to to bring glory and and honor to him, Uh, using the the day that I have while I have it. Maybe that's you. Whatever it might be, I just want to ask you to join me in prayer. Father, we come to you today and Lord, we ask for the one who may not know you that right now they'll just invite you to be their Savior. That they'll invite you to forgive them of their sins and to give them life eternal. Maybe, Lord, today there's ones that need help in the area of of giving of their time, using their talents for you. Lord, I I just ask that you would guide and, and speak to hearts and help make that connection. Lord, I I pray that for every one of us, if there's anything in our hearts and our lives that's crept in our heart, that's keeping us from being generous with our, our resources, God, that you would just remove that. Father, because generosity is contagious, it does make a difference in the hearts and lives of others, and you've put us here to be that difference maker. So Lord, I ask you to help us Be reflective of you and your purpose. For it's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Well, I want to thank. Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home and allowing us to share hope with you. You know, when we think about the love of Jesus, it's absolutely amazing to stop and realize that he gave his life for you and for me. And all we have to do is simply put our faith and trust in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And that changes us for all eternity. Today, if you've never invited Jesus to forgive you of your sins, and to be your personal savior, I want to encourage you to do that right now. It's as simple as admitting that your life is not perfect, admitting that you've sinned, that you've missed God's mark of perfection, and putting your faith and trust in his son, Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is God's love in action, and he demonstrated his love for you and for me by going to the cross, by being buried and by rising again on the third day. And today, if you'd like to invite him to forgive you of your sins and to be your savior, I would encourage you right where you are, just to simply say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to be my savior and he will do it. If you've made that decision today, please let us know. Please reach out to us. We would love the opportunity to help you learn more about who Jesus is and the incredible plan that he has for your life. If you are a part of the Harmony family, uh, you're part of our Harmony uh, online community and our online campus, I want to thank you for joining us as well. And I want to invite you to start regathering with us in person if you would like to do so. But please remember We're keeping everything online as well. So you're not going to miss out uh, on our Sunday morning experience and the other things that we've been doing through the week. We're going to continue to offer those and to continue to meet a need in your life. And if you would like to help us continue uh, to serve our community and and literally the world, uh, we would encourage you to hop on over to HarmonyofAvon.com forward slash give, and you'll be able to help us continue the ministry and to make a difference, not only here locally, but globally as well. Thank you for being a part of harmony at home. And I pray uh, for God's greatest blessings in your life. And I hope that you'll continue to stay connected to us throughout the week. You have a great day.